2: i'm courtney robertson the most notorious villain in bachelor history and i have more than a few secrets to tell but i am not the only one with tea to spill every week i'm going to be talking to another icon of reality television about the things they can only say off contract hi guys it's courtney robertson with off contract here i'm your host today a dream comes true for me as i'm joined by a living legend somebody who redefined what was possible in the game and helped alter the trajectory of the bachelor forever after decimating the competition with her visionary style of play in the pre-ig era she's the co-host of the almost famous podcast with season 20 bachelor ben higgins she finished in ninth place on The Bachelor season 19 after one of the most memorable two-on-ones in history. She was a standout all-star in BIP season two and three and winner of the only season of The Bachelor Winter Games. Please welcome someone who is firmly cemented in the conversation about the greatest players of all time.
3: Ashley, I can cannot... <laughs> Courtney, I can't even respond to that. I have never been so flattered in my entire life that is seriously again uh, it's, it's way beyond kind and um i i will humbly i only even know what the word is just thank you thank you thank you um for like the, the sweetest intro that anybody could ever imagine and so much of it is not true but it's very kind to Hear you say that,
2: Carl. I've been watching you from the beginning, and well, I have I've so many you
3: from the beginning. I that that's only one of my one season, you know. But that's
2: one so of me. my questions. I'm so happy to have you here. We've met in person a handful of times. We did mm-hmm. uh, the iHeartRadio with uh, Lionel Richie in Vegas, and yeah. it's been a... since I've seen you. So much has happened. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start out with a couple quick questions, and then we're going to go into everything if you're okay with that. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to ask you this as a little. What did you watch growing up? Like what age? Like teenager, high school. Like what shows did you watch? Like what TV shows? Um,
3: Teenager. What? American Idol was just my number one. Like it dominated my entire high school life. I would write like vote for like Blake or vote for Chris or whatever on the car. With, like, car markers. No. and Yeah, and I, like, would travel to different states during the, uh, the summer tour. <laughs> and we, like, my sister and I, one time we were so gutsy. We saw this guy was their stage manager, I think, or, like, head of security every year. And one year we were like, hey, we see that you, like, are kind of in charge of the meet and greet. Can we get some meet and greets? And then every year he gave us meet and greets.
2: Girl, you were, like, dialed in. Did you, like, call yeah. in and vote?
3: Or, like, vote for... Oh, I voted, like, all night long. All <laughs> uh-huh. night long. Especially on finales. And sometimes... I don't know how how I possibly did this, but I would, like, tally how many times I voted. And in season six, I was obsessed with Blake Lewis, and I love the winner, Jordan Sparks, <laughs> as well. But oh, she is from Arizona. I, yeah, I love, love Jordan. I'm glad she won, actually. I think she was, like, the perfect American Idol. But I was so obsessed with like I voted for him like 700 times and then David (gasps) Cook who I was so obsessed the following season ended up playing our wedding oh
2: talk about full circle (laughs) that is like manifestation like I can't believe it uh well I was curious to ask you if you watched Dawson's Creek because you know I
3: didn't I did not um mm -mm. I watched I, I I have never gotten into it I um named Dawson after Jack Dawson from Titanic. Oh,
2: I love his name by the way. Thank and that you. brings me to my second question. How is Jared doing after Tom Brady
3: got knocked out by Dallas? Um he's fine. He's just like he, Jared moves on <laughs> to the next Tom Brady headline like um, pretty much immediately. <laughs> so now it's all about him trying to figure out and getting all of like the insider points of view on where he's going next and like if he's going to go somewhere else next.
2: Right. Yeah. On to the next thing. Yeah. And
3: there always I always is a Tom.
2: I I follow I don't do clickbait very much, but once I did and it was Tom Brady and it was like what's the vegetable Tom Brady doesn't eat and I clicked they through. Don't. Yep, you got, it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you got it. So, um what was your first
3: uh, season of The Bachelor that you saw? It was Allie's season was the first Bachelorette season that I watched in its entirety. Same. My my really? Yeah. My mom and I binge watched it. I was uh, I was babysitting and they had it on the TiVo at the time. The TiVo? Yeah, the TiVo. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'll give this a try. And then I came home after watching two episodes. I was like, Mom, I think we gotta finish this whole season. This is great. And her finale was about to be on, so we binged it like on Apple TV when you had to like buy each episode in about 48 hours right before her finale. And then oddly, we never thought to watch The Bachelor when it came around, you know, four months later. But my sister was in New York and she was very ironically babysitting for a sixth grader or fifth or sixth grader, a boy who he and his mom would bond over The Bachelor. And he got her into it and then she was like, "You have to watch Brad Max season. This is amazing." And she was like, "There's this girl, Emily, and she's everything I've ever wanted to be." And that's that's how we officially started watching the show.:
2: Oh my gosh. So that was like you and I started watching at the same time. Did you have any like hero players or anybody like before you went
3: on that you well you were definitely one of them i'd say emily and michelle michelle money were my two idols from that first season and then seeing michelle also on her on bachelor in paradise and just the way like she was like so into makeup and had so many different looks and like she was hilarious but kept it real and she was like that borderline am i a villain sometimes or am i just like Authentic, <laughs> and yes. you and then you were a little bit more on the show in that villain territory. But, like, even though you were the quote villain, we cracked up and loved watching you so much. We we're like, this girl, she's different, but she's not someone you hate, she's someone you love to watch, that's for sure. And then and then I guess it was, and then Emily just was just Miss Perfect Emily. And just like, you just want to present yourself like Emily in like every social situation that you have. Right. But it was your, <laughs> your book. Inner just, Emily. <laughs> yeah. But it was, as far as players go, I poured through your book. I still think it was maybe the, best bachelor all i won't yeah it was it was the best bachelor oh! yeah, i didn't and- pay her
2: to say that guys i promise oh. thank you and- yeah it was i poured really everything juicy. into it like a
3: little probably too much i probably po- poured a little too much tea into it but no it was good and it was like the original one so everybody else had a lot of competition after yours, but I read it right before and during my casting oh, process. I'm so glad. I hope it helped in some way. Like oh, it helped in the most way. I tell this story all the time um, when, you know, so we'll tell it for the audience. In the Bachelor casting weekend, when there's 50 and they're trying to narrow it down to like 30 to 25... Mm-hmm you go into like a mock interview and you think it's one-on-one with one producer in front of the camera and like you're filming a tape. But because of Courtney's book, I knew that secretly a whole room of like 30 producers were watching. No, nobody knew it until your book. (laughs) And so- So I knew that I was like kind of performing for a whole room. And when I walked in, they say, they guide you out to the next room. They're like, okay, um, next up you're going to have this, or we'll walk you to your room, like through this door, whatever. And then they walk you into like the surprise room.
2: And there's everybody there, like a lawn, everybody.
3: Yeah. Yeah. and And there's a TV that you saw that they were watching you on. And I go, I was expecting all of you. I read Cordy <laughs> Robertson's book. <laughs> oh my god! And they probably they probably like got a kick out of that. Oh my god! I, I
2: also was curious because the game has changed so much. But did you have an Instagram when you went on the show?
3: Oh my gosh. My son just bursts in the door in the cutest way. Oh my I gosh. Need to okay. see. It. give me that baby. I want I to see Dawson. Are you kidding me? He literally like opened the door like, <laughs> I'm here. It's been ten minutes. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. So Was that like in your time? You say? Did you
1: have okay, an Instagram, Instagram
3: when you went on the show? So in the intro, you said that it was pre-Instagram. It was pre-Instagram as far as getting a following and using it in any sorts of ways as a business. I did have an Instagram, I think, for two years before filming, but like this is like you'd like legit post like the cupcakes that you made that night and like same. You, you know just stupidest yeah. things yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely not a way to make money or even like present yourself and like a look at me it was like you and your five ten friends like sharing your lives
2: yeah it was like uh basically facebook but with images like just yeah. mainly images awesome how's that little boy doing over there do you need to get him no no, no. he's
3: so good he's with dad now
2: So we're going to talk about your time in the game. In the game, I
3: (laughs) know I'll just
2: uh, kind of skim over these. So you kind of went in playing a good girl archetype. Um, Would you encourage? Were you encouraged by producers to lean heavily into your virginity, or was that just
3: your idea, or was that like encouraged? Well, I was open about it in my audition tape because I did know that it set me apart from other people. So in my elaborate audition tape in which I went- I through, was going to ask like, you about that too. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> They thought I was in They were like, they saw this audition tape and they're like, this girl is- Did they call you like the next day? End. Were they like, they called you? And then what yeah. was that call like? I actually sent my tape in for what would be Juan Pablo's season in July twenty. 13. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know Juan Pablo was going to be the bachelor and I would not have wanted to be on that season. I would have probably been eliminated like one night, one or two. I can't imagine us. I I can't imagine.
2: I feel like I love (laughs) that about you, that you have that like strong, like, I love your podcast because like you actually like push back and you just don't just go with the flow. Like you kind of like speak your mind. And I really love that about you i listen regularly it's you know when i have the kids going on i just like put on the podcast i love it so oh, no i don't you. think that you would have been <laughs> that would have been a totally different season so that's yeah your yeah. your uh i think your intro tape that you sent in still lives on the internet too
3: it does live on my instagram in like a 60 second form it was about three minutes or plus and let and let me tell you i am not embarrassed by much And I can laugh at my very cringy moments, but there are times in this audition tape that like the cringe goes beyond something I can share with people. I basically did like an Elle Woods type Harvard uh, admission tape where I went through the entire season in like an hour uh, in three minutes. So we like got out of the limo. My sister was the bachelor. She had her... on her face was a plastic plate and it had a question mark on it because we didn't know who the bachelor was going to be oh. and, and then in the little bubble I put like a little overlay that said I hope it would you be Jeff Home. could you imagine Stop I know it. Yeah, I know because I had met him? On, and I've met him the most briefly like he said hi at stagecoach the place where all bachelor things go down oh i can't i can't honestly say that i met him because it was truly like a hello and i've heard not the greatest of things well i
2: experienced him when i went out with ari back when after my season so i oh yeah i just i mean that's he's just not the best guy ever for sure there's another story there but um
3: and i heard it went down a lot with ari a lot for that seat a lot for that
2: yeah, there was a, a lot, lot that went yeah. uncovered. There's a lot of stones yeah. unturned there, but yeah. that will mm-hmm. just live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know
3: that story. All I know is that Ari has something to do with like some of uh Jeff's bad reputation. Oh, in, like, I think it's Ari's. vice versa. Yeah, both
1: oh, of them. Really? They were just
2: like going out together. Like, I mean, what guys do all- when they get off the season? And they're just like all yeah. the girls are throwing themselves at them, and yeah, but, like he like you know, I don't know about you. And this is like totally even just between you and me. Like if you've ever experienced people in bachelor nation where you're just like, you get a bad taste in your mouth. I would say he's probably the only person I've ever felt that way with. Um, Interesting. yeah, but we don't need to go there. We'll just keep it okay. positive. This is about, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. this is your interview. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about Chelsea Poe. I know you've talked about Kelsey, it recently. Kelsey on, Poe. Yeah. Kelsey Poe. Um,
3: yeah. did she kill her husband? I swear to you that there—I thought there was a TikTok that was deleted a couple weeks ago because in the comments there was too much insinuation about that. But then I found the TikTok again yesterday; it like reemerged.
2: I loved your two-on-one. That was epic. It is like one of it's—it's it's never really happened since then. You guys both got eliminated on the two-on-one. You held your own in the Badlands, so. Did you feel like they left you was to die? Just- did you in that moment <laughs> did you feel like well, the producers were your friends? I'm I'm sure like during filming, I felt like the producers were my friends. Like, did you have a moment of like,
3: well, I always tell that I had like a bottle of champagne split between me and my producer that day because we were like champagne. in celebration mode, mm-hmm. thinking that of course I nailed it, of course I was getting the rose. And, like, I I truly wonder if she knew that he was planning on eliminating me as well that day. Really? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was still fun. And I actually wouldn't change that memory for anything. It it unfolded perfectly. And truly, if it weren't for that crazy episode, who knows where my life would be today? I mean, I maybe wouldn't have been a shoe-in for Paradise. I probably wouldn't have been as memorable as a character on the show. So I'm appreciative of how it went down
2: if you were ever, um, if they ever asked if you were ever in talks to be the bachelorette, because I would love to know that. And like, I watched you and I was like, this girl looks like a Kardashian. Her makeup is on fleek. Like (laughs) I watched you. And like, so I was a fan of you, you know, and I'm watching I'm like, this girl is so pretty and holds her own. Yeah. But I wondered if they ever
3: were in talks with you to be
2: the bachelorette, because I would have been here for it all the way.
3: I feel like a small percentage of the audience would have been there for it but there's a huge majority that would not have so no I was never in talks and I was never asked that question until last week actually really for the first time I was asked it last week on another podcast yeah no well and you know it's funny like I always say like
2: t- talking about like you have your beautiful baby and your family now and like I'm in the same boat and like yeah. it's kind of you know, one of those things. Like, it. I would have met my husband if it hadn't been for the show. Like, I he know knew of me from the show, and like I kept know. popping up in his Instagram feed. Like, and you know, you and I were in Vegas together. I remember, I was so single. Oh and my
3: gosh! Yes, I remember I was close I, with
2: David for yeah. Like, oh,
3: <laughs> a I while. know. We went to a comedian named David's show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how secretive you are about that
2: oh it's you know I asked him to come on this he's not gonna come no, on think. but yeah
3: <laughs> that would have been a good episode I know Yeah. I, oh and it's been awesome to watch your life unfold and it really happened so quickly and it's like it, I feel like it must have been six months from when I saw you there which feels like yeah. yesterday but I know Jared and I were together but I don't mm-hmm. think we were married yet was that no, just in
1: 2018 I think.
3: 2000, I think it was 2019 before we got married um, and, and you guys were like... so cute. And I, I, have to say about Jared,
2: like, because I only saw him on TV and I met him. And you guys yeah. both have such high yeah. likability.
3: Oh my gosh! Please, thank especially you. Especially so Jared nice. too.
2: Like he's just no, like... especially
3: Jared. There's like no. never been anybody who's met Jared and been like, I don't really like that guy. But like You're I, there, so like... there has many not people. been. I promise you, there has not been. There's I'm many. a good read on people, and like he is like down to earth. <laughs> like as they get, like it's you know. Do you want to know how down to earth he is? Tell me i'm gonna say it he we were we were christmas shopping at walmart and he said to me i want to work at walmart (laughs) he literally goes i just want a simple nine to five where i can go to like the highway bar on the way home from work and grab a beer with the with the regulars
0: with the fellas with the fellas go play softball
3: and know what i feel like he honestly wouldn't be unhappy with that life I don't know is he
2: okay standing on his feet all day what is he gonna wear some sketch or shape ups
3: or he said are you okay standing on your feet all day but he does that at the coffee shop there are Audrey's a restaurant I want
2: to come visit you guys I'm definitely going to make that a point and I'll bring Paloma so we can introduce her to Dawson um would love But I love that is super down to earth. And by the way, that's so sweet. I would love to see Jared working at Walmart for a day. And that brings yeah. me to it's like your your social media and what you've done is really apart from anybody else. Like I personally think that you could run like Bachelor Nation and like book people <laughs> and get a percentage, just so you know, like what you've done, like I could never do. Like I never really tapped into the influencing and stuff like that. And I wanted to ask you, A, how was it to get to a million followers. And what did that feel like? And B, would you ever be an agent for contestants coming off and
3: Oh man, I know that's a loaded question. Uh, yeah, no, Getting to a million obviously felt great. It is like a whole other different business. When you hit that, I, like to think that my broadcast my master's in broadcasting plays a little bit of a role in like how I can communicate digitally um and yeah, like understanding that's what like the fandom wants to see uh, and then I also being an agent for them uh I could not do tackle that now but you know, right. maybe, like, maybe if like I was done influencing and it was just like for a certain group of people and like Instagram totally goes away and I need to find a new avenue, it would be interesting to like, I wouldn't say that I would, could be an agent getting deals, but I think I could go into the like marketing for other people and right. like creating content for other people.
2: But you could get like a percentage, like, so let's say they, oh, get brand, sure. they get a brand deal and like you bring, you know, I could see you thriving in that. No, oh, thank you. There's not a lot of people. I mean, I know people are coming off the show now and it's different from my time. It's Instagram totally wasn't different. a thing. It's and- different
3: now than it was for me. And you were different and you were just two years before me.
2: I know, I missed the boat on all the following. I know, we were really lucky with the timing. (laughs) I know, I was like, but I don't even know what I would do with that kind of following. I think it'd be a lot of pressure, Um, you know, like I would like overthink everything I post and
3: it's natural to you, so... You still overthink everything you post and like there's a lot of stuff that you like you think would be like fun to post but then you're like nobody's gonna like that so <laughs> i like all of your posts i oh, really you. do
2: and especially because you have your baby now and so reels i love reels we'll just touch on instagram one more time and i yeah. have bonuses too which by the way my bonus is like 1200
3: <laughs> not that we need to talk about that but your bone can- what do you mean your bonus is 1200 so, you can make money
2: off of your reels.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. I've never, I've not dived into
2: this yet. You should because oh. you have a million followers. You just have to activate your bonuses. You could probably be making so much off of your reels. And I love reels. And it's like they're competing with TikTok on Instagram. Well, of
3: course. I, I kind of wish that Instagram would be like, okay, people know and love us for photos yeah. and these types of things, okay, reels are what tiktok is known for in youtube you are known for longer form footage uh so let's stick to what we're good at but it's like now instagram wants to be tiktok and then youtube is going into youtube shorts and it's just like it's the oldest story in the world like actors want to be rock stars
2: models want to be actresses i mean it goes back to everything and that was another question i have for you i'm yard selling but um we'll stick to this i wanted to ask you if you miss la because we lived in la for a long time and i very much do do you i miss like the celebrity of it all and i go back for visits and see people and like I get a little sad sometimes, you know, cause it was yeah. just like an exciting time in my life, but I'm in such a different phase now where, you know, I can't imagine having a kid and living there.
3: And like what? Oh, neither can I, but I think mostly because like I'm close, like we live in Rhode Island, right? Which is by Jared's family, but I still pretty much go home a Week out of every month to be with my family in Virginia. It's an hour flight. It is the easiest. (sighs) And then, like my mom and my sister fly up here too. Like sometimes for like a weekend every month. It depends on the month, you know. But I have the whole family reason. I can't imagine living in LA now. I would like to live in LA though, just for like the thriving reason. One, I do feel like business is easier. It's easier there because we're in entertainment, and then. I just like feel like I have more of a, a circle. I have friends all throughout the country because of different chapters of you know your life, like grad school, high school, you know, homes, friends, and then friends here. But then I feel like of all my hubs, LA probably has the most, so I miss that. And then I do miss that, like, sparkle, that celebrity sparkle factor. Just Like going to get
2: a coffee and seeing Josh Jamel or, like, getting invited to, like, little off-the-wall things. And you get to get dressed
3: up and get glammed up. I don't have a reason to get dressed up unless it's, like, a date here. And that's what bump me out. Yes. Do I want to, like, sit on the couch six out of seven days a week? Yeah. But I do want that seventh day where we, like, go to a movie
2: from here. yeah and put your heels oh, on and like you know, go get like maybe fast food on your way home and like just uh, have yes. that just like have that night i know i miss yeah. that and like yeah. i feel like i get that with like visits and stuff and like i don't yeah. miss the traffic but no. it's just also like i have to remember like this is a season of our life we have little kids you know?
3: yeah yeah but
2: i kind of want to go back i
3: go back next week so every every time it seems like i go back i'm like I feel alive. I feel yes. alive. <laughs> yes. I know. It's like And Jared's uh... sweet because he's tries to say like things like, you know, like we can really think about getting like a place here for three months out of the year. I'm like, Jared, it's gonna be three months out of the year. Like, no. Like, and it's no, so expensive. Not gonna hold that. You know, we're not gonna do that. Um, but like, well, I, how are
2: your girlfriends yeah. in, in Rhode Island? Like, are do, it's hard. I feel like when you get older and you have kids, like you have your mommy friends and like, but even that, like it's work to like sift through like who you have anything in common with. Like my son's now in preschool and like, I've had play dates with mommy friends and I'm like, mm. it's like a date. Like, it's like it's dating. Such a date. I had a mommy
0: date the about- other day. Ooh,
3: it, like, it, went, it went great. It was so great, you know? And I had like another mommy date. A couple weeks ago like i'm really trying <laughs> and i like these girls for sure but like it is hard to be like ah you don't know my whole life story you weren't with me throughout this people talk about making friends in their 20s i think making friends in your 20s is probably easier when you're still like in that like we got to go out and find our partner we're living like more of a like a on the edge emotional life when you're just like kind of steady it it seems to be harder to like connect in the way where it's like that was a great time, but am I like itching to do it again? Yeah, we'll do it again. But like, I don't crave. I don't know. You crave the community part of it. Yes. But like, you you mostly just crave the comfort of your old friends, of your but, like it's teens like just and come over, friends.
2: let's watch some garbage TV, like yeah. you know, like that kind of. Obviously, it's different with kids, but I completely agree. Like, yeah you know, it's, it takes time and it's also exhausting. It feels like dating and you have the kids and you're like trying to wrangle them and you can't really have a fluid conversation. Yeah.
3: And then you're like, I just want to sit on the couch with somebody that like, I could just watch a show and it wouldn't be awkward if we were like quiet for 45 minutes.
2: Totally. (laughs) Just like like, quiet
3: company. Let me,
2: quiet company girl that yeah. is where it's at and that's what I have with my best friend who lives in LA so like I'll fly out for the day to see her oh that's um, nice but it's just not the same you know it's just uh, yeah. it's definitely tricky and I, I will say with the show stuff too like there's that little element of like do they know me from the show and like how do I get to know somebody without like divulging too much or are they fans of the show I don't know if you've experienced that but in the back of my mind it's always kind of there you know. Yeah,
3: sometimes I almost feel like it's easier to connect to the people that kind of have, like, a grasp on right. who you are previously. Do
2: you guys get, like, sought for photos in town there?
3: Yeah, but, you know, when Jared and I are out by ourselves, not much. It's when we're out, like, as a family that people notice. Yeah. And we still love it. Well, oh, Dawson we, like, can always break the internet. Man. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he, he can break the internet. He's... Something to see. But your kids are adorable and beautiful too. Ah, I yeah, just, they're so gorgeous.
2: I'm obsessed and they're sleeping through the night, so I feel good. And oh, I definitely, definitely had, I think I messaged we were DMing on Instagram, and um I definitely had some postpartum anxiety. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you experience that. Like it's like you have kids and your mortality gets so you're just oh. like oh, it's like the crazy. it's just this thing. Like I've never really experienced that. Like I'm in the shower. What if I fall? And
3: you know, whatever it is. Like, did you experience that at all? Like traveling? I've always been that kind of person who's like constantly like, this is not a way to live. Um, but you know, thank you, anxiety medication. Because I'll yes. always be like, if my mom and dad don't like pick up the phone, I'll be like, they're lying dead on the ground. And if they don't call, if they don't answer me back in the next 10 minutes, and if they don't answer the house phone and the cell phone, like I'm calling somebody to go over there and check on them. Like, that's always how I've been. I've always come to be like, do me like that. I'm very, I'm a positive, optimistic person, but when it comes to like, worst case scenario, of though. Fam- death of my family, it's like always looming in the back of my head. So I think with Dawson, I started thinking a little bit of like of Europe, like our mortality as parents, a little bit more because I always worry about my family, never like my own self. And you think about that for him, mm-hmm. and then of course, then you just like always worry like about like stairs you know i think about stairs all the time like when i'm walking with him down the stairs and how careful i have to be the hbo show the staircase came out like when oh, he was two months old and that that show
2: shook me girl <laughs> oh god
3: true nightmares <laughs> there's something about tony collette and her dying face that'll really get you
2: oh and the stair and she fell and hit the wall and oh and no i feel the same way i have like a fear of um elevators i don't know if you have like a fear I that you don't you've never... like
3: elevators i if do you've... not
2: like them so now you know you have a kid so like my thing in the summer in arizona it's so hot i'll take him to the mall oh, or take the I kids do. to the mall and like you can't there's all these i tried to do an escalator I almost fell off with the stroller yeah. but you have to wait for the elevator and like yeah. i've had to get over that like that has been like my dad even said it. growing up courtney you never want to get in an elevator but you have those like little fears so maybe yours is stairs
3: St- the stairs have become my fear this year
2: I do I just, know. just feel
3: like if you fall down the stairs with your kid in your arms yeah. that's a nightmare
2: do you have any advice for people like what would be your best or some advice you'd give somebody starting a podcast
3: oh um anything starting podcasts are hard because it is such a saturated field you know like yeah what's be your that was my now. question for
2: you it was like you have a successful podcast in the bachelor podcast world. What appeals to you about the podcast format? Like what?
3: I think it's always like the long form conversation and letting it roll and like not having the stress of having to wrap at a certain point, hopefully, and just kind of letting the conversation go where it may take you and getting off the page is actually totally fine. You don't have to like stick to a rundown of questions I always think it's good to have a list of questions to be able to lean on but like just to kind of the go thought. with where the conversation yeah that's usually and it's fun and it's easy to listen to I never used to like listen to podcasts very much and now that I do listen to more it's just funny how interesting it is to just have a conversation that you're not really a part of going on in the background I found that it's nice with having Dawson like when Dawson and I are home alone and like obviously like I'm I talk to him, but like, we don't converse. Oh, there's days where I'd be like, I need an adult conversation. Exactly. And that's really helpful to just have something in the background. So it's like, my mind feels like I'm part of a conversation, even though like, I'm not an active participant.
2: Oh, that yeah. When I mean, you've made it, you've done such a great job with it. That's really helpful to me. And, um, how do you navigate spilling tea on your show and also maintaining a good relationship with producers and stuff? Because I feel like it's such a fine dance and I did that with my book. I mean, you know, it was a fine line. Like, how that do you
3: such a good question? Cause it's you just really like really hard. And I, I second guess myself all the time. Same. Uh, I don't know if I have. I think I think just basically at the end of like every complaint or criticism, it's kind of like overall, it's always been wonderful. Like they've given me the best experience of my life. Um, it was a like ninety seven percent positive experience. I wouldn't be anywhere where I am today without them. So I think it's just always gratefulness over everything. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's getting it gets hard not really about like my own story and relationship with them but like when you have to criticize the show and decisions that are made you know with the upper the upper echelon Mm -hmm. just like you know like zach for bachelor it's like i feel like nobody was really supportive of that except for whoever is in like that upstairs room and it's just hard when you're like, oh, were my friends part of that decision? Like, what were they thinking about? Like, what would I say to like them in real life if they were to come with, come to me and say like, hey, I heard you talking smack about our choice. You know, I, I think I would be, just be honest. I think what I say on the podcast is probably a lot of what I would say to their face, maybe a little bit more gently. <laughs> I love how blunt you are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I, it's like, who
3: would you have picked for your bachelor? Like, I would have picked Peter Krause. Oh, yeah. The gap in his teeth? Yeah. I think Peter Krause is the greatest bachelor that ever was. I agree. He is mature and incredibly good looking and charming. And I think he would have been just so um, (laughs) engaging. engaging (laughs) Yeah, I know. He just clears his throat. But he agrees with me. That's his answer, too. He would have just been like fun for the. I feel like the women to watch and bring an old thing back. Yeah, exactly. And he's like thirty. I want to say he's like close to thirty eight ish, seven. So he's like 38? ready. Yeah, uh, and not that like age. Really, I think that like once you hit a certain like twenty eight, like does it really make sense? I don't. I mean, it does. Is there really like more of a readiness? I don't know. Um, but I just think that he like has that it factor. And there's a couple other guys I would definitely throw out there. I think, like, my other choice would probably have been um, Andrew. I love Andrew. I was just going to
2: say Andrew Spencer. He's so,
3: yeah, I like him. He's adorable. He's so cute. He's just, like, like, his face lights up. Oh, I know. He's just, like, has, like, this innocence and, like, this friendliness. He's, like, a golden retriever. Mm Mm-hmm. I love him.
2: So, my last couple questions, um, and you're going to appreciate this. I know you and I have something in common, which is sex in the city. Yay! <laughs> I feel uh, so. What is your, do you have any single girl behavior that you, something you do when nobody's no. watching? <laughs> if you
3: want, I can go first. Well, I'll go first, but then, like, please tell me your answer because I love this. I was talking about this on my I Don't Get It podcast, which is my Girl Talk podcast. Oh,
2: I can't wait to tune in.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, anything that, like, pertains to, like, millennial girl life, we just were like, we don't get it. We don't get it. I am just, like, really on the Joe Burrow TikTok train. Like, I (laughs) the Bengals quarterback, if you're not familiar— He's 26. He's so he's cool. He's so swaggy. He's like adorable and so nice just Justin like Bieber. Just hot, just he's hot. Yeah, Yo, you have this thing with Justin Bieber. That's amazing. My whole feed <laughs> is Justin Bieber video, like from like fan no, accounts. Really? On so Instagram, Jared and I, we we share a TikTok. So whenever he goes on TikTok, he's like, "Ash, do you think that you've changed the algorithm to just be Joe Burrow thirst traps?" And it's like, "Yes, I have." So we talked <laughs> in the podcast, we're like, "What is 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 it okay to have a celebrity crush? Like, and is it okay to daydream?" It's like I couldn't help but wonder, as Carrie would say, <laughs> "Is it okay to have a celebrity crush and daydream about him a little bit?" To the point of like, you know, I'll think about running into him at a bar. And like flirting with him, but not like anything beyond that, really. That's okay. I think that is my single girl behavior is that I will look at those traps of currently Joe Burrow and um, <laughs> daydream a little bit. What do you do? You've got to daydream a little bit. Well, obviously. You've got to, right?
2: Uh, you do. I mean, there's so much time in a day, honestly. There is <laughs> there is so much time in the day. You, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, but so obviously Justin Bieber videos, like if you saw my popular feed, it's all him. But like something I like to do, like when the kids are, when I have time to myself, as you know, it's hard to carve out when my husband's away. I have a big magnifying mirror and I like yeah. to sit in the window.
3: And you're that girl. That's, like, classic. Classic.
2: Isn't that, like... Wasn't that in a movie? Yeah, I think Charlotte was like, "I like to look at my pores." Then I take the tweezers, and you have thick eyebrows, but like as you get older, you get these little dark hairs. Oh, I
3: have a little chin hair that keeps reoccurring. It's very embarrassing. But like if
2: you sit in the light, you can see what kind of hair, and it's like I just—it's relaxing to me. Like I get little hairs around here, and I just pluck them out, and I like—I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I've been walking around looking like this. I know. So I sit there with the mirror in the light. And I just plucked the hairs out. That's one of my little single girl behaviors.
3: Did you get that from Charlotte?
2: No, I've always done it. And then like, if you see like a little pimple, which I'm getting one right here. I'm like, I'm almost 40. Like how am I still breaking out? I
3: feel like like, I will be that. If I have the tweezers. Break out till I'm 50.
2: Honestly, what gives? Like (laughs) what gives? Like and my husband, I look at him in the morning and his skin is like flawless. Oh yeah. and like, must be nice like so annoying it's so annoying and like if I try to do surgery and like it was bad I'm like I tried to pop a pimple and I have to come out and like admit that to him yeah and he's like what happened I'm like I don't know I thought it was ready and he's like
3: (laughs) I would be there telling you it's you shouldn't touch it but I can't say that I've never performed surgery on my own face as well it's fun you clean all your tools and you're like no this time we'll be successful yes and you get that perfect
2: pop and you're like (laughs) it all came out it's ready and yeah oh you have like I always watch your skin stuff because I'm still like breaking out at 40 and
3: then you have kids and I'm totally medicated and I'm just concerned and like it's so clear right now it's like maybe the clearest it's ever been thank you but like the second I get off all that to get the second kid, I'm like dreading it. I'm like, Jared, I don't know whether I'm dreading more being sick and throwing up for months or just not feeling good about myself. It's everything. Um, We're
2: considering having a third and almost 40. And my husband really wants another. And I, I was so sick with Paloma and I, I know I messaged you. I was like, But with my son, it was different. And with her, I think the girl hormones are different.
3: So they say I'm scared if I even had a girl, it'd be even worse. I felt
2: hungover every day. Just oh yeah, that's how I felt too. Huge and like so. I that was another thing I wanted to ask you. Is like now that he's older, like you know, they say you have like selective memory. Like has that like gone away? Like like are you ready to do it again? Are you feeling like because for me that happened with Joaquin. Like uh, you just kind of forget you know, how bad
3: you felt. There's definitely that. And I was, I, when it was happening, I was like telling myself, I was like, don't you forget this? Like, <laughs> Not that I like planned on, only- i never wanted an only child. Like I, and even when I was experiencing it, I was like, I can't believe I have to do this again or that I'll want to do this again. And Jared and I go back and forth. Like he's Jared's weird. He's like so content with one. He's like I. I, He's content with one. He like knows that in the future. Like once he's like four or five, he'd be like, "Oh crap, I want another one." You know, he knows that. So I'm. I think the summer. I think like August. I think August is like the date I'm giving myself we'll start trying again. And I, it's do. really I've terrifying. Heard, sort of, it is really it's scary. Like, because I hate I'm, to say it. It's a little bit of dread. Yeah, it's you know? totally dread. It's like, I have a little PTSD over it because like my sure. life was just really like, yeah, I woke up with a permanent hangover and I threw, well, I, I threw up for seven months. Um, it was, of course, more manageable after 20 weeks. 22 weeks was that's when I started to be time. like, I know. I started to feel like I could sort of live a life again while on Zofran until about 30 weeks. I stopped taking Zofran about like 20, 20 weeks. And uh, yeah, so I'm dreading it for sure. And well, I guess that's all I, like I have to say. Is- but I but I know, but I forget how bad it was because when I had a stomach virus, I had some virus or like food poisoning or something a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, my God, I am now terrified because it
2: all (laughs) just came back to me. Oh, and it's so hard being sick when you have kids. We just all had COVID over Christmas. Both my kids, me and my husband, we got it for the first time. And, man, that was a – woo spanked us. It was – I mean two sick parents, two sick kids, it was a shit show. So But when you're sick and like you're in those moments you're like laying in bed and you're like, I can't imagine like you don't want to sign up for it again. I I have those I had that moment of like, Can I do it again? Like can my body handle how do you do
3: it when you had like i mean you did it you did it you did it when you had another kid so how were you sick while you had Joaquin
2: my husband luckily he's like, you know cuz covid he can work from home a couple days a yeah. week so i yeah. like thankfully he's around to help a lot cuz we don't i actually really uh liked your podcast talking about like if you need help like i still haven't dialed in my childcare so like it's almost impossible to work from home and i do real estate so but yeah it's just divide and conquer honestly yeah. and like he'll be like yeah. go get in bed and you know like we just try to make it work and luckily they're both sleeping through the night but that's the worst when they're is Dawson sleeping through the night no it's
3: okay he's not uh I can't do the cry it out method I just like can't do it yeah and I think that that's like the only thing I could do at this point point. and I just I don't, I don't know
2: when does he wake it's up it's just
3: so hard he usually will wake up like, like certain times every four hours um after he goes to bed so like normally like somewhere in between like midnight and one which always happens to be when I'm going to bed so, so it's like frustrating but you also good at the same late. time I super late because I enjoy those last couple hours your time to myself I also yeah it's my that's my time and then he goes to bed late like I put him to bed at eight and I like that because then he wakes up at eight and yes. I have like a, I need to in sleep in the morning yeah <gasps> girl that's amazing yeah i know i'm like one of those people that's like stay up late sleeping late so because i can do that with my schedule being able to have him sleep too late is amazing
2: my son's been waking up at three thirty four lately just because in the morning my husband gets up with him or 5 5 30. he doesn't sleep past 5 30 and ever no like yeah. why yeah. Why do they I do know. this? I don't. What think... is in this child's brain? And child he used to brain. sleep till seven. We did the sleep coaches and all this stuff. And my lady is amazing. If you ever need her, but she, she would say to you,
3: just let him cry it out. I know. They'll They're...
2: wake up because he knows you're going to come in there.
3: I know. But does then, Jared like, then go then he... in there with you? Uh, no, he's in our room. still he's still, he's got the crib in our room. Um, I love your
2: house by the way. You are so thriving girl. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I, by the Uh, way, I do think offline, I think we should plan like a girl's fun trip sometime. i sorry. By the way, the reason I couldn't come do your stuff with the, um, you're doing some mother's day stuff in LA with Amy Shukerman. I was still dealing with postpartum anxiety and I was like, I can't, the thought
3: of getting on a flight flight. I was like, I can't, I guess what? I got COVID that weekend and I didn't go. Did you? They They did it without me. I was is like, Amy
2: still in the picture, by the way. I yeah. miss her.
3: Oh, yeah. oh okay. I miss the best. She yeah. Is. She just started um Chris Harrison's podcast and Lance Bass's podcast. Oh,
2: she did.
3: Yeah. Goodbye.
2: She's amazing. Do it. Should I close off with one question or just say yeah? Like, let's do it. What's your most favorite Instagram post you've ever done? And what what do you have <clears throat> cooking? What do you what's cooking in the? Tell me what's the Instagram what's world bringing um, joy okay. right now.
3: Well. We have this a couple of really fun makeup tutorials or like, they're not like, you know, step by step, like 20 minute YouTubes, but just like a, how to contour your lips in one minute and contouring your lips is like a thing that I never knew. Your lips are amazing. I've always been obsessed with your lips. I know that's a very strange thing to say.
2: No, thank you. You I've never had injections, but I would like them
3: really you i mean i they look natural and i'm feeling they're natural because you know you really were on the bachelor before lip injections were a very common thing or before <laughs> yeah. they perfected them you know back in you know a decade ago it was like well if you got lip injections and you they were obvious but now i had botox back know. then i started getting botox when i was you, like 23 really yeah i got i started when i was 26 right before the show yeah, and i it's feel preventative. like i need that yeah it is and i feel like i really like I know it's a want and it's not a need but guess what it's a little bit of a need
2: (laughs) Uh, I just got mine done yeah because we're like thinking about having another baby I was like I better go in there better do
3: it now yeah I know right in the summer I'm gonna do like the whole works my Botox actually lasted quite some time it wasn't really worn off until like a month or two before he was born
2: oh you are lucky because i just feel like talk about feeling haggard while you're pregnant like it's like everything is my everything was just like and luckily there's filters because you just feel so thank
3: drained filters thank god for them um yeah so let's talk about your weird. I want to hear about your lip tutorials because I'll be where can I find them they're going to be on Instagram like within the next week or so so then I'm going to do my skincare too since like my skin has just reformed itself over the past Amazing. year thanks to medications too and I'm just going to be like yo you can go like that very clean eating route I get it the whole like holistic uh, that's that's great but like for me <laughs> I'm not going to say no to cheese and brownies and creamy pasta. Can't Mm-mm. do it. Gonna live Mm-mm. my life. Gonna take my spironolactone, Um but then I'm just yeah, I'm worried about getting off of it, but whatever, you know. You can feel bad about yourself for a few months and then have a child for the rest of your life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. You're my first interview and I kind of thought like thank you for being so patient with me. So it's going to it's going to be good. You-
3: you're great, you're talented, you're amazing at this, you're great at spilling tea and being honest and authentic and vulnerable. And guess what? <laughs> um, thank you again, just so much for that incredible intro and a wonderful conversation. And you are so easy to talk to. And that is probably one of the main keys to having a successful podcast.
2: Thank you so much to Ashley. I, a legend. Thank you for tuning in. I really hope you guys enjoyed. I have some big guests coming up, so stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. Courtney Robertson here, and I am off contract.
0: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.